Golf Degenerates podcast this week for the WGC St. Jude. As usual, I am here with my partner in crime, everybody's favorite Canadian, Tyler Tambaline. The United States don't really fuck with you right now. Y'all beat us in women's soccer this morning. It should piss me <laughs> off. Uh, I'm sorry, man. As, as long as you still fuck with me, though, I feel good about it. So. Barely, barely, barely. Barely? Okay. <laughs> we'll have a good one. We'll get back into it, man. We got a lot to talk about here. We had the Olympics. I think there's plenty to go through there. It turned out to be very solid ending. Xander got the job done. Before we get into it, though, I want to remind everyone very quickly, this podcast is brought to you and presented by DraftKings. You can head on over to DraftKings.com, sign up. There will be a promo code later that you guys can use. Another just ridiculous, fantastic offer that you're not going to want to miss. Basically free money, if you will. And then, of course, I want to remind everyone of Fantasy, Fantasy National Golf Club. Head on over there. That's where we get all our stats from. We'll be talking about them today for sure. And you'll want to make sure you've got a setup over there. Use promo code FGD and get yourself 20% off your first payment. All right, Kenny, what are we talking about here? What do you got there today? What are you sipping on? Today is a little rum. We're doing a little, little little Sailor Jerry action here. It's like a 92-proof spiced rum. Whatever. I'm a fan. 92-proof works for me. Okay. Um, yeah, yeah. I, you know you know me. I don't really like the taste of alcohol. I just like getting drunk. So the quicker I can get there is usually the better way to go. So uh, I actually do like the taste of Crown. That's the only, only liquor <laughs> that I actually like the taste of. Uh, I mean, I'd be drinking like Rumple Mints all the time if I could. Ever have, you ever, ever ever have Rumpelman stories? I don't I think so. Of, no, I never had. It's like 110 proof peppermint schnapps, right? And we were starting the, the, the pot off with alcohol because that's just how we roll. Uh, so when I used to bartend a lot, I, you know, you know, I've been eating something, smoking Mad Jacks or like uh, 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 eating some 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 stanky ass garlicky food. And I want to hit on a chick, you know, or something like that. <laughs> Shot of Rumpelmans down that bitch it gives you that liquid courage and that minty fresh breath so I, if you ever get a chance I, yeah. but the thing is don't ever drink it warm you'll throw up make sure that shit is frozen almost and then drink it it'd be delicious you know mouth fresh talk to your chick liquid courage it's good to go the olympics i enjoyed it thoroughly um i, I mean like i w- i lost like eight billion dollars and i didn't care i still watched the whole shit on sunday now granted I did have a Sabatini to win ticket at 250 to one. So I, I had a little bit going. I had a little bit going uh, there. Uh, so, so that one hurt a little bit, but it was great to see Xander win. I mean, I, I think the best thing that happened with this, with this is what Rory said, what JT said, like how awesome of an experience this was. What that's going to do is in the future in France at, at Riviera in 2000, what, 2028, this is going to be. Uh, this is going to keep going up as a marquee event, in my opinion. Uh, I don't see any need to change it. Uh, it's not like other sports change the way they play their game uh, just because they're in the Olympics. I know people want to see like team competition and blah blah blah. No, just let them go out there, let them do their thing, let them play on like a birdie fest course, so somebody on Sunday can do what the fuck Sabatini did because that was fun as shit to watch. It was fun to watch, especially with all the shit that he was going through. How he, you know, changed. Uh, countries and, and you know I actually met him uh, and his wife uh, at the players with, with old Sundog Monkey, nice guy, nice wife, really sweet lady. Uh, you know what I'm saying? He gets a lot of shit. Okay, Sabatini. I think the big thing is because way to the Ben Crane. Uh, what was like 2008 where Crane was playing slow as shit and the dude just like walked to the next hole. He was like and hit off of his tee shot. While Crane is still lining up his putt on the hole before. Now, he got a lot of shit for that back then. If he does that shit now, people are like, he's the greatest player in the game. You know, people would love him for that shit right now. You know, he's not, he's sort of surly. Like, you know, he didn't like smile when we talked, but he gave us some of his wine, drank some of his nice bottle wine. We we chatted up. He's a nice guy. Nice guy. Wife's hot. Arm cats, you know, tatted up. She's looking good. I mean, fuck it. I, I, I fuck with Sav. I fuck with Sav. And, and he did his thing. And um, I, I, and I think, you know, it's not, it's not like Slovakia is like the bastion of golf. He'll probably be in the Olympics in 2024 uh, as well, uh, defending his silver medal. Now, Xander, uh, dude was pretty fucking clutch. Um, you know, he, he had that birdie on 17, and then he had that wayward tee shot on 18, does his thing, 
gets it up and down from 110 yards with the gold medal on the line. That's that's a ball. It's like you know, big ass like balls. Like you know, you know, like you you, you ever know you ever hear about the guy who ever had elephantitis in the balls? He had to carry <laughs> his balls in a wheelbarrow wherever the fuck he went. Like, Xander was carrying his balls in a fucking wheelbarrow for the rest of the fucking weekend. I mean, that was that was that was that was that was great. Um, you know, and then more Kyle coming from nowhere, CT Pan going from like last place to first. I mean, it was exciting. It was a lot of cool stuff going on. I thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, and I, I'm thinking all this does is just make every Olympics afterwards going to be more uh, more prestigious. People are going to want to start playing in these events. I mean, you had Zika in 2016. You had COVID now. Um, I don't care when it is. I think it's going to be bigger than, you know, I mean, most of the guys in the top echelon, they're already going to make the playoffs. You know what I'm saying? It's not like these guys have to fight and rest so they can play the Wyndham and WGC and, you know, make the 125. They'll they're, they're probably skip the first fucking playoff event and skip the Wyndham, skip the playoff, come back, play a WGC, and be fine. Uh, you know, so I, I don't see any problems with that. I think it's going to be fun. It, it, it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah, I hope you're right. I mean, for me, it's a little bit different. I think, I don't know, it's just a somber event for me. It doesn't excite me. It's not the best event. The one thing I will say, I mentioned this on Twitter, I absolutely did love the coverage. They showed every fucking shot. Finally, what we've been waiting for many years, every event, every tournament that we watch, all we want to do is see golf shots and we got it. So that excited me. That was awesome. There was great action down the stretch. Don't get me wrong. You you were on me. We were back and forth up middle of the night going through on Twitter in round four when that seven-man playoff for the for the bronze medal like just wide open going through that still staying up for it uh mainly for me it was a mito Pereira sweat with the 100 to 1 top five each way which i ended up getting a sliver of with all those guys that tied for fourth but didn't do much for the week but uh, in general i just think one of the things you said there really stood out to me and i was trying to wrap my head around what is it why is this such a somber event for me when you think to both the golf olympics you mentioned it zika coronavirus fans missing in this case uh, not the best players in the world right now but it will happen and i think the other thing that was brought up that i really liked i forget who said it on twitter but this is not something guys grew up getting excited about because it wasn't a thing they're going up playing for the Ryder cup they're playing for the majors they're playing for all these getting to augusta and making that final putt they weren't making that putt on their green when they're eight years old thinking about winning a gold medal for their country and i think that's a huge factor and that's what excites me about the future and then of course the courses you mentioned in france and then the riv like my bucket list is to get to an olympics golf and a Ryder cup that's two things that i've got on there in the golf world obviously augusta there's a few others but i think the riv in 2028, shout out Bear Off and Joe. Let's get the DFS open. Uh, we can play on a different course and a track, but let's get everyone down there. I know it's a long ways away, but I think that'd be a lot of fun, Kenny. What What are your other thoughts here on this? That'll event? be fun. President's Cup 2024 in Montreal. Oh that's yeah, something we're going that we to need that. to go to. That's something we need to go to. A thousand percent, uh, we're going to that. Uh, yes. I already talked to Pat about a fantasy golf degenerates and uh, Mayo and Jeff outing to Cabot Links. Next year, if you haven't seen Pat's pod with Tim about cabin links, go check that out. Uh, That course looks amazing. That course, and and you guys live right by it, right? I'm actually, yes, I'm in the process of moving back. I will be living very close to Pat and very close to that course. A nice four-man show right before we head off, and we can live tweet and live (laughs) video, live video the whole fucking trip, except for the debauchery that that your wives can't see. I don't have wives. So, so everyone can see my shit. About it. I don't give a fuck, but the shit that your wives can't see, we'll, we'll keep that on the wraps because usually that's what happens when people go out and, they, and their wives hate me. I have no, none of my friends, their wives, literally every single one of them hate my ass. They're like, who you going with Kenny? Like, fuck, really? <laughs> I wonder why. God I wonder why. damn it. Nah, you gotta be home by 10 o'clock. Nah, you gotta be home by, that's usually what the wives say. But uh, anyways. Yeah, I think it's going to be good for golf. I I have no problem with the way it is. I mean, I, you know, people want it like a harder course. Fuck a harder course. It's going to leave. Then, like, even more people can't win. You know what I'm saying? I want to see as many people as possible have a chance. I want to see somebody like C.T. Pan come from last place to get a fucking medal. That shit was amazing. Uh, you know, I, I, I that's what I want to see in the Olympics. I don't want to see major hard shit like we see in the majors and, and the players and some other courts. We see that all the time. Uh, let me see as many fucking birdies as possible uh, with these guys. So some of these, like, you know, quote-unquote scrubs, they're not scrubs, they're great golfers, have a chance uh, to come out and do it. Look at, look at Giuseppe Straka out there missing, like, 18 cuts in a row going out there and being uh, one stroke away from the playoff. He didn't make the playoff. I think it was one stroke off 
I mean, that's the type of shit that I want to see. And it gives people chances to go out there and it gives other countries uh, the opportunity to watch their players have a shot at goal. I mean, look at Taiwan, man. They got to be hyped. You know what I'm saying? I mean, for, for CT Pan uh, doing this thing, you know, I, so I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I don't mind the way it is. Keep it the way it is. A nice, easy course. Lots of birdies. Do your I was thing. Good. I was good with the format, too. I should say that. A lot of people talked about the format, and it needs to change. I really, that was the least of my worries. I think you made a couple good points there, like I said, things that will make it better in the future just for every fan. Obviously, I'm an intense golf fan. I want to watch no matter what. I know all these guys, every single person in the field, I know something about. So that keeps me involved. But I think, like you said, missing some of those big names, different factors, it's all going to get better. But, man, I had, like, no money, as always, riding on – Hideki, uh, I didn't play him, but man, I was cheering for Hideki down the stretch. Please, even as much as I have Mito with that each way and everything there, Hideki, I was just trying to will him to get in there, man. Like, it's just so cool if he had a, just got even a bronze for his country and just everything that could have happened there. And still, so close, but like you mentioned, CT Pan getting the job done, picking up the bronze. Uh, the Sabatini run on Sunday was something else. And, you know, the, you reminded me earlier of the story when Spieth and those boys drove it down his neck and then like, oh, shit. Is that Sabs? Like, yeah, I know, I know. Fuck, Jay, you know, I know. That, that just reminded me of that when you said it. But you said you met him when you were in Florida and a very yeah, nice, nice guy. guy. Like nice so, dude, man. Yeah, yeah me, and, me, and, me and Martin, me and Sundog Bunky, we met his ass. He was cool, man. No problem. Invited us to his table, yeah. drank his wine, talked about golf. It was good. It was straight. I mean, he wasn't like, you know, outgoingly friendly, but he yeah. wasn't mean. You know what I'm saying? He wasn't mean. He wasn't an asshole. He let us sit at his table. His wife is cool as shit. Um, anyways. Uh, yeah, it was a good event. I lost everything. Uh, I even know my casket cornerstones, three out of four finished in the top 15. That shit was not enough. Well, it was not enough. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I even had Munoz in there, too. And then, uh, yeah, it just, it just, it, I wasn't even close to casket. So, so I uh, needed to get a little bit better on that. I needed some, t- needed three top 10s instead of three top 15s is what I needed. So, so it wasn't the best week. Uh, betting wise, not great. Uh, except for that Hovland ticket. I mean, not Hovland ticket, the uh, Sabatini ticket. I was hoping and praying. Oh, I did hit one parlay that saved my week. I saw uh, that random, like, okay, if you have to play DraftKings, they have a thing called six shooters where you would have like a group of six and you got to pick like the best score for that day out of the six. I did a parlay for 12 people, so I picked two, the two. Best scoring guys out of 12. And the odds were only 20 to 1 for that parlay. That was hammered. I don't even remember the bet, but I still won like 400 bucks. So that one worked out. Uh, you know, that that made it instead of like a $700 loss week, like a, you know, a $200 loss week or a $300 loss week. So it wasn't the worst. Um, yeah. So how did you do? Not, not great. It was one of those weeks where, like you said, kind of a lot of what we talked about last week were like, you know, Mito and Vegas and guys like that got there. So it uh, wasn't a great week for me in that perspective. But the good news is, Kenny, we've got ourselves a nice little warm up because we've got another no cut event that we're getting back to here at the WGC. So everything last week kind of applies. We'll talk about how some of it is brought across. I'll bring it up in the strategy section as we go through. Uh, what are we thinking next? Listener League, we go there? Yeah, once I, you know, sit down and stop sneezing all over the place. Uh, but yes, yes. Let's go over the listener league for now. I don't have it up because, you know, I'm really never really prepared for anything in life. Uh, that's usually the way I go. So, uh, you know, my boss loves it that way, I guess. So let's go. Let's go ahead and get this listener league up if I can find it. Where are There we go. I finished like in last. Okay. So the win, try lambs. Um, I don't know if that's a um, uh, revenge of the nerds little thing going on a trial. I, I think that might be, I, that might be out of everybody's age. Bracket. I'm, sh- I'm showing my age right here. I don't know if you guys watched revenge of the nerds. It was hilarious back in the day. Uh, let's see, a lot of, um, if you watch it nowadays, it would not be great. It would probably be canceled <laughs> because there's, there's a lot of, um, let's say, um, rapey scenes in it. So it'd probably be canceled now, but back then I thought that shit was hilarious. Okay. Now you can't think that thing is funny at all. Uh, anyways, let's go into Tri Lamb, 634.5 points. He had Victor Hovland, who was 30% owned. Uh, Xander, the winner, 16% owned. Thomas Peters, uh, who had a good showing on Sun on Saturday, uh, shooting a 63 out in that BH, uh, 25% owned. Um, CT Pan, third place. That was that was ballsy right there. 4% owned. Johnny Vegas. 
Another one I like, 26% owned, and he had salves. I mean, this guy had what? First, uh, 14th, uh, second, third. That's a pretty solid lineup by Trilams right there. Uh, I don't know how good that would have done in GVPs, but I have a feeling it would have done well. Uh, what do you think of the lineup? Yeah, very nice. I think a couple things. One that I'll, I'll say, the lineup overall is obviously great. When you've got one, two, three in your lineup, you're already off to a good start, and then you've got 14th, 14th, and 16th, or whatever it was, 14th, 16th, and 16th. I think, you know, that speaks for itself. But what I will say, because I just talked a little bit about this, about warming up for the WGC this week, is that last week things sort of leaned you into certain plays because obviously the field was much weaker than what we see at a WGC. Whereas this, so there was more condensed ownership is what I'm saying. Look at Hovland, you look at uh, Peters, you look at Vegas, you know, Mito was popular and still finished T4, could have been in the mix here somewhere. There's just ways that you can look at it. This week will be a little bit different because we'll, we'll go through the ranges later, but we'll see that it is a lot more, there will be a lot more separation where you can kind of just play the guys you like and not worry so much about, is this guy 15 and this guy's 14? Who cares? Play whichever one you want. Uh, overall, solid build. Spaced it out. Even with having Vegas, Peters, and Hovland, you mentioned having Pan and Sabatini as the low-owned guys down at the bottom and then getting just the nut outcome from them finishing second and third obviously makes your day as far as the lineup's concerned. Already added Tri-Lambs into the Tournament of Champions. We'll see them there. They'll be in the three-man this week. The last thing, Kenny, though, was this one. Uh, who was it here? I can't even remember. Uh, we'll talk about it later. It's Vegas. It, it pertains to Vegas with 80 DK, 81 DK points in T16. I'll bring it up later when we talk about the tiers. But just, to, again, back to scoring, and we are going to talk about that for this week. So it will be very relevant when we get into the talk for the tiers this week. All right, like like you said, it's going to be a no-cut event. I don't know. Let's get to the, 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 the course first. TPC Southwind. 7,239 yard par 70 course, four par threes, two reachable par fives. Course is routinely one of the most 15 difficult courses on tour. Bag nine, especially rough. Uh, the par five 16th is the only hole that plays under par, uh, usually year in, year out. The par three 14th hole, always in the mix for the most difficult par three uh, on tour. Uh, on average, there are over like 200 bogeys or worse on the final two holes. Uh, you know, every time this uh, event is played. So, you know, you got those people at the end, some, anything can happen at the end, uh, you know, even with a two or three shot lead uh, on Sunday. Uh, off the tee, golfers are going to face narrow zoysia fairways uh, that are very difficult to hit. If golfers miss the fairway, which, you know, they're going to, uh, they're going to have to deal with some trees, bunkers, a good amount of water. Uh, lots of, there isn't a lot of water on this course, but people hit it into the water all the fucking time. Uh, I think it's like, I think it's in playing around 10 holes. Uh, more balls have found the water at TPC Southwind than any other course, uh, you know, since like 2003. I think the next closest is uh, Sawgrass. And they, I think it's still like four or 500 less than what TPC Southwind has when it comes to water balls. Now, luckily the rough, not usually too thick. Last year it was a little bit thicker. Uh, so we'll see how that goes. Uh, but still, you know, e e accurate guys can do their thing. Because the course is short enough. Longer guys can do their thing as long as they don't hit it into the water. Uh, so, you know, e e you can go either way off the tee. Um, now, you know, on approach shots, golfers will see smaller than average greens, uh, bunkers and water surrounding them. Uh, there are a lot of long par fours in this course. Nearly half of all approach shots come from 150 to 200 yards. Um, so that's something you're going to have to mid-iron game is something you're going to have to keep an eye on. Uh, the greens are tough to hit, undulating, Bermuda grass, firm, quick, stimulating a 12 over above. Uh, weather can also play a factor. It's usually really hot and steamy in Memphis this time of year. Rain's usually a factor. So that's something to check out, uh, see how soft everything's going to be. I haven't checked the weather yet, but uh, well, it's something we'll have to check out uh, as the week goes on. Tambo. Yeah, a lot of what you just said. The scrambling stands out. You mentioned the greens, obviously tougher to hit, so... Uh, that's going to matter. Guys that can scramble or have been scrambling well. Uh, approach, greens and regulation. I like uh, using Fantasy National. We mentioned the promo code earlier. You can use FGD to get yourself some savings there. But a uh, big thing with that is the opportunities gained, right? Where you can see them within the actually giving themselves chances, not just hitting a green here. It will be pretty, it'll sort of you know outweigh it, but I do think it's still important to look at. Obviously, something I care about. Par four scoring in general, especially 450 to 500, the longer par fours. And then the DK scoring. I talked about it, but... Uh, this is a, a no-cut event, WGC, strong field. Everyone, assuming they don't withdraw, let's knock on wood and hope for that, that they do get the same amount of holes on the exact same course. 
if they come through, like last week, Xander, he won it with 134.5 at 10.7K, 134.5 DK points, that is. You look at Sabs and Pan, and they've got second and third for 120 Point five and 109 and cost just 6,800 and 7,100. And now we shift to this week, Kenny, where when we get down to the 6K range, there will be discussion. There will be guys that we have interest in that definitely can make things work. So I'm not saying just to go all stars and scrubs. You got to get the best scores and the guys that score the most points in your lineups. That's not rocket science here. But what I'm saying is you do have to keep that in mind. And that's why I was going to bring up the Vegas situation. I'll bring it up later, but uh, it just, again, goes to show it's just all about the scoring. And too many people are looking at, oh, uh, he can't make top 20. Well, he might finish T46 and score in the top 20. You just got to pay attention to that. So uh, that's really it for me, man. I think it's going to be a lot this week. Uh, it's an interesting set of names we've got here. Obviously, no Rom at the top, which sucks, but uh, he's still recovering and going through from the second positive COVID test he's got, but still have a very strong field here and exciting one nonetheless. All right, that sounds good. Before we get into the, uh, the tiers, Tambo? Yeah, before we get into it, we do have that offer we mentioned earlier. We want to talk to you guys about it real quick from DraftKings Sportsbook. DraftKings Sportsbook is not only my favorite sportsbook, but also America's top-rated sportsbook. Speaking of America, our top athletes are over in Tokyo competing for the gold, and DraftKings has a medal-worthy offer just for our listeners. Listen to this great offer. Place any pre-event wager of $1 to be eligible to cash $100 in free credits if America wins any medal this year. That's 100 to 1 odds on an American athlete to stand on the podium and receive gold, silver, or bronze this week. 100 to 1 odds on an offer like this doesn't come around often, so sign up for DraftKings Sportsbook now to get in on all the action. I love using DraftKings Sportsbook. It's so easy to navigate, has plenty of instructions for new bettors, and nearly limitless ways to get in on the action. My friends and family have been loving DraftKings Sportsbook, and I know you will too. Download the top-rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use promo code FGD when you sign up to turn $1 into $100 in free credits if America wins a medal. That's code FGD to turn $1 into $100 in free credits for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, NJ, IN, or PA only, new customers only, restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in Indiana, 1-800-9-WITH-IT. All right, so let's get to these tiers today. 10K range. we got Rory all the way to Kawa. How are you going about this week? I think it's sort of tough up here. How are you doing it this week? Yeah, it's really tough up here this week. Uh, one thing I'll say is that I'm not as high on the 9K range. There's definitely some guys in there that I like, but uh, the guys up here to me, just like I said, not only from the Stars and Scrubs perspective that we just talked about, but just from how good these guys are. Like with Morikawa, right at the very top, don't care how popular he gets. I, I think you could make him 12K in the game that he's playing right now, and I would still play him. So you give him to me at 11. I'm interested. I uh, definitely still, I think Brooks will be popular, but I, I still like him. He obviously has his history here. Uh, he's got the win. And then the year after, I believe it was the JT win when he came second to him, put the ball in the water down the stretch, and JT got the lucky break in the trees on the right-hand side, and it all worked out for JT. But uh, that's okay. I still think he makes sense. I can't decide on speed. I think you're going to try and sell me, so I'll leave that one open. And then never leaving Dustin Johnson out at 10.2. So Kawa, Brooks, and DJ are the three I'm interested in. But I, I might be able to be sold on Spieth because I only really have three or four guys in the next range here. So what are your thoughts on Jordan Spieth? And then give me the rest of the range for yourself. Spieth is my first cash game cornerstone. I think this might be the first time I've used him as a cash game cornerstone in a few years. Uh, I am using him. Uh, the reason why, the price, more than fair. I think it's cheaper than the way it should be. The guy's playing better than everybody up in that 10K range except Kawa, probably, in my opinion. Uh, I, if he was 10-8 uh, where, where Xander was, I would not have a problem. I'd still use the fuck out of him. Now, the thing about what I like about Spieth, what, what I have seen from him in the last few events is the driver coming back. He's shaping the driver. He's hitting it right to left. He's hitting it left to right. He has control of that driver. He's gained strokes off the tee in, I think, nine events, straight events. You know, we always talk about how shitty his driver was. Uh, ever since his win, the driver has been really nice. Iron game has been one of the best out there. You know his short game is elite. You know his putting is elite. Um, this is this is his week. I think he wins. Um, I, I'm betting him at plus uh, at 16.5 to one. Uh, I, I love that number. 
Uh, I, I, I would bet him at 12 to one this week, uh, which I am also betting on Kepka. Kepka is my second. I, I like Kepka a lot. Uh, I like Kawa is probably my favorite GPP play. And I'm thinking about more Kawa when it comes down to it is uh, he did not strike the ball like he normally does last week, but he was top five and off the tee and top five in putting at the Olympics last week. His iron game was not good. If he can just get that iron game back to where it usually is and continue doing what he did with the putter and off the tee, he can win this by like eight, eight strokes. He can win this by eight strokes. Now, I'm, I'm not going to bet him a 10 to one, nine to one, whatever the hell he is, uh, but I'll use the fuck out of him in, in GPPs. Uh, he, and him and Brooksy will be my two. You look at Brooks's track record here. The guy dominates here. Uh, you have no, I don't see any reason why you don't want to play him except when it comes to ownership. And of course, you know, iron game has been exceptional. Tons of birdies good from the, uh, from the iron ranges. I'm looking for 150 to 200 yards. Uh, those three guys are it for me in a 10 K range. Now I, I think the ownership might be spread out. In, in well, this I think range. it will be too. Yeah. I, I don't think there's going to be a guy who's severely under owned. I could see all six of these guys getting double digit uh, because Rory played well last week uh, and 10 K is a crazy price for a guy playing well. I'm not going to, I like the other guys better, but I'm, I'm you know, I, when it comes to ownership, I feel like he's going to garner some Dustin Johnson won here. What a couple of years ago, pretty good track record here. Um, you know, after missed cuts, the guy just, you know, top 15, top 10, top 15, top 10. That's just the way he rolls after a missed cut. He doesn't usually have two back-to-back really shitty performances when it comes after a missed cut. Uh, so I think all these guys are going to be owned. So I think when it comes to the 10K range, just pick who you like. Um, now, the 9K range, you can see some people who might be a little bit under owned. The first one comes to mind is Bryson. I think he's going to be severely under owned. I don't know if I'm going to play him. Um, you said you were possibly. playing Brooksy. You said you were no, playing Bryson. So, but I, I, in the 9K range, I'm going to go with my two other cash game cornerstones. I'm going pretty elite. If I'm going speed at 10-4, and I'm going two other guys in 9K. So, I, I, if I can do three guys at 10K and fit everyone in, okay, I would do it, but I can't. So, my second cash game cornerstone is going to be Patrick Canley. I mean, other than his uh, open championship, the guy's been having what four straight top 25. The game's been looking pretty freaking good. Iron games looking, you know, in, in, in since the uh, PGA Memorial travelers, which is, you know, three of his last five events, the guy's game, like, I don't know, 16 strokes with his irons in those two games His off the tee game. He's been gaining, I think his last six or seven times, uh, I think everything fits pretty well. He's even been pretty good around the greens. Uh, so I like Patrick Cantlay as my second cash game cornerstone this week. My third cash game cornerstone is going to be the horse, the course horse. I'm going with Berger. Um, you know, uh, like I say, if you guys don't watch that often, when it comes to my cash game cornerstones, I play these guys in cash, which is about 40 to 45% of my bankroll. And I'm usually going to be light on them when it comes to GPPs. Now, last week I wasn't because I loved Hovland so much and that should bit me in the fucking ass. So I'm not going to do that again. So, I, you know, I'm going to keep, so I'm going to, I'm going to use Burger and cash, be light on him in GPPs. I think he's going to be very, very high owned. Once again, he's coming off what an eighth place finish uh, at the open championship. The form looks good. Uh, and so, you know, I expect him to be 20 plus owned. I would I would expect he'd be a lot of people's second golfer uh, and the way but it is. I mean, he could be somebody's third golfer uh, if it came down to it. Uh, so, you know, I like those two guys as my second and third cash game cornerstones. I like, and I can't, I don't think I can play a lot of guys up top if I'm going to play a lot of Morikawa, a lot of Kepka, and, and I'm going to play a good amount of speed. Usually I only go 20% on my cash game cornerstones. He might go 25. Uh, he might even go 30. I said I, I, I'm not going to do it again, but I just like speed so much uh, again this week. So I, I might have to just say, fuck it. Last week was just an aberration. Uh, and hopefully speed can go and, and do his thing and not pull a Hovland where Hovland was in 85% of my bankroll and uh, didn't really do his thing until Sunday. Uh, I expect speed to be in, in contention uh, and I expect him to win uh, this week. I'm going to go ahead and, you know, Tim Andercus lay down a fucking marker. Uh, Spieth wins this week. So I will have the GPs lower. I like Scotty Scheffler. Uh, the guy's like, you know, top 10 machine, top 10 shitty outing, top 10 shitty outing, top 10 average, average outing, top 10. The guy's just been a machine. 
Uh, and I like him. A ton of birdies. The guy makes a ton of birdies. Uh, and that's what you want in a uh, no-cut event like it is this week. So I like the lower end. Those are the guys I'm going. Personally, I can't go up top very much just because of what I'm doing in the 10K range. Yeah, so a couple things there. One, to flip back just to the top end for a second, I think the last comment you made was around it, you know, really being spaced out as far as ownership is concerned. And one thing I think to point out is that if you talk to someone today, they'll say they're not going to play Xander off the gold medal and coming back. And maybe they say the same. No. Some uh, here's the thing. Here's the thing I'll tell about Xander right now. This win, you've seen it happen with other guys recently. Uh, Harris English comes to mind. couple of wins after, and the game's just been great, you know, after that win. Stuart Sink, couple of wins. Um, who else was it? There was somebody else that I was thinking of when it comes down. Webb. You know, when he when he did his thing, you know, when he won the players a couple of years ago, game, is, game has just been up. Kokrak, no no wins in a long time. Game has just been up. Xander's going to be in that situation again. I expect him. I fully expect this Olympic gold medal to give him the confidence he needs to get wins that we didn't think he was going to get. Um, now, it, it, it makes it a very, very hard fade for me uh, right now. And I don't think players – out there are the, the the way people the way DFS players think, you know, two three years ago they don't think like that no more. I do not expect Xander to be low owned. I expect that's what I was gonna, to, my point was going to I be expect that people Xander, to be on. Yeah, Xander is gonna if you talk to people today, Monday early in the week, people are, ah, I don't know, and I like Morikawa and I like Brooks and I like all these guys, so he'll seemingly be low. But as the week goes on, everyone's gonna go to that sentiment, and that will just help space it out across the board. So again, to your point, if you like Xander, play him. If you like Cowell, play him. I will say this right now. Xander will win before uh, the season's over. He'll win again. He'll win again before. Maybe it's a tour championship, but I think Xander will win again in the next five to six weeks. I The confidence he gets, he got that W. That shot on 18. I mean, do you know how – I know from 110 yards out, the average distance – from 110 yards out for a tour pro is still like 15 feet. Yeah. You know, 16 feet. Dude put it to five when the pressure was fucking With the on. pressure, exactly. And got that fucking goal. He's going to win again very soon. I It can easily, easily happen this week. He is my most, like, nerve-wracking fade as of Monday. Shit, by Wednesday, I'm not playing. Yeah, see what I'm saying? We're already getting there, but I, I don't disagree. Yeah. And like you said, that it's something about it. When you get a little bit to him of the monkey off your back, a win is a win. I don't care if it was at the Olympics, a no cut for only a gold medal and not this. I mean, that's big. It doesn't matter. And like you said, the stats are all out there. I know Lou Stagner posts a bunch of golf stats on Twitter, and he just did one recently, a tweet about outside 100 yards. He's like, you think they're supposed to be within 10 feet, and you're pissed off. He's like, it's like 30% of the time or less that happens. So for him to do that with all the pressure on when it mattered, when he needed it, most that's going to give him the confidence he needs to close up some more tournaments and we already know how good this guy is it's not a joke it's it's xander we make fun of him but it's not like like to me it wasn't even close between him and finau on what we're going to see long term he's much younger his resume's there these second places and i think today i saw a stat six top fives or something you know tied with jack nicholas like only him and jack nicholas no one has done it more than six times something to do with majors and top fives and in the period of time, it's just incredible what he's been doing. So good to see him get that medal. I just wanted to bring that up. I do think that's an interesting spot there. Uh, as when it comes to Spieth, just a final thought on that because you brought it up. And I don't know if you sold me enough. I feel like you're buying the top on him, but I, I could be wrong. I just, you know, you said the price is fair. He has been playing lights out. I just don't know how much I love like, him. Like seven top tens in his last ten events or some crazy shit like that and a win. He's certainly the guy, back the guy, and he's playing the great The guy golf. is playing better than anyone else up there except Kawa. And if you watch his drive, if you watch him off the tee, he has improved so much in the last two, three months. Yeah. Uh, and every other part of his game is elite, except his driving. Speaking of guys that have elite game and they're missing a piece, J Justin Thomas, $9,900, cannot make a fucking putt for his life. But at 9900 the last time he was 9900 I mean, Did he win last year? Didn't he win here last year? Correct. Right? Yeah, I mean – it's so hard. This top range is tough. I mean, JT can go out and do his thing. But God, he's playing like a fucking asshole right now. Yeah. But the thing about it is he, he can turn it on, I'm sure. Uh, I think it's it's a little bit in his head, uh, you know, right now. So we'll see if he can get out of it. I mean, he won the players. It wasn't that long ago. So, just, yeah. so 
Yeah. So and I mean, by the way, he was $9,900 like he is here at the players when he was just an auto play and he shipped it. And that's what I'm saying. So I just think in a, in a four day, no cut event, it's Justin Thomas. He's 9,900. I think it's an easy play for me. A Hovland. I know, like you say, he didn't show up, but the guy, that's the whole point. So he didn't show up all week. He does the classic Sunday Hovland shows up, shoots a 64 and he's there. Well, if he doesn't withdraw again, knock on wood, but if he doesn't withdraw, we are going to get to see Hovland this week on Sunday. So we are going to see a 63 or a 64 or something ridiculous. Cause that's just what he does. So what if he shows up in rounds one through three? Uh, so I certainly still like him. I mean, the thing, here's the thing about this nine K and up range. It's going to be, hey, look, you can, you can pick and choose any one of these guys and no one's going to tell you it's a dumb pick. You know, yeah. you, you just have to go in and, and pick your guys because you're not going to be able to play all of them. You don't want to be too thin. Uh, you know, when it comes to all these guys. So you pick your, your like I said, I usually play six to seven guys. I, I make 60 to 70 lineups a week. Tampa, you make, what, 150, right? Right. right. And so so it's a little, we're a little bit different when it comes to that. Uh, so, so I can only play six to seven guys above 9K and still have leverage above the field uh, when it comes to ownership. Uh, so, uh, except for my cash game cornerstones. Now, luckily, Three of my cash and cornerstones are in the nine k and up range, so maybe I'm uh, maybe I'm able to, to to up it a little bit, but it's tough uh, making these decisions. So you, you just got to stand firm with your decisions. Don't try and tinker too much when it comes to Wednesday night because this is the the, the supreme tinkerable type Wednesday night when it comes to this field. When, because, this, when the field's this strong and the price yeah, is soft, yeah, it's like you said, yeah. it's so easy to decide. Oh, I'll just go to this guy instead based on one little thing. So I definitely agree with you there. Uh, I don't know if Louie got the RV. I was going to say the price seems fair, but I, I don't. Louie has the RV. And watch, Louie Louis might be the, one of the lowest owned to go out there and win this shit. I mean, that's how crazy uh, it comes when these WGC events, like the Masters and stuff like that, where everything is so top-heavy and it's a limited field. Uh, uh, let's say the uh, the second, the BMW, when we come down to it uh, for the, for the uh, FedEx Cup playoffs, it's tough. You just got to make your choices in that range and then feel really bad, like bubble guts in your stomach going in to lineup lock on Thursday, because that's really, if you feel comfortable, the shit you, you, you spread yourself too thin. Right. Um, so there's that. I was going to say one more thing, but you know, I'll try and give some different stuff. I'm not as high on Bryson or Decky here, but can't lay. Uh, stats are always really good. We know that. We'll see those pop. You go to Fantasy National, his stats are going to pop there. But low-key WGC crusher. If you actually look back, 35th here last year, but his WGC run before that, 12th, 6th, 7th, 6th, and 15th. So for a guy that we know can put it up at any time and get hot and gets four full days, he's going to have a bad day, I'm guessing, somewhere in between the four. Hopefully it's you know Thursday, and then he just gets it out of the way and runs the table. But uh, that's what he does. Burger, like you said, it's hard to argue. Makes a lot of sense. Eighth at the Open, seventh at the U.S. Open. He only plays these tough fields. His price is a bit up there. Uh, and then I'm with you on Shefflin. That's the other guy I really like. You talked about it enough, but 15th here last year, almost like a Brooks Kepka in the sense of sort of a mini big game hunter. Most of those pops, you mentioned how he's this, then he's that. He's 10th, then he's missed the cut, sixth, and then a 52nd. All For whatever reason, all the upper echelon finishes are in the toughest fields at the toughest strength of fields with the toughest courses. So yeah. for me, that would make a little bit of sense with Scheffler there. Uh, and if you look to another, just a tidbit on him, he obviously crushed all the majors, but at the WGCs, 26th, 15th, and 5th in the three he's played. So he's got much better each one he's played. So he's actually trending for the win. That's here, something we, yeah. I like but Scotty. I'm playing play a lot Scotty. of sense. Yeah. Because, uh, because when it comes down to I'm going to play three guys in a 10K range. I'm going to play... Um, Burger, I'm going to play Canley, minimum ownership, and then Scheffler just makes sense. I might have room for one more. We'll see who that one more is uh, on Wednesday. I'll probably write it up in Gump's Corner uh, in my article, so we'll see how that goes. But let's move on to the 8K range. Um, again, <laughs> there's some good golfers uh, up in this piece. I guess the number one golfer I'm looking at is Shane Lowry. Uh, he really shit the bed on fucking um, Sunday. Now, I won that bet, right? And I decided I'm going to go ahead and play like a large uh, entry, single entry GPP and showdown. Like I don't do those. I, you know, I'm a, I'm a five dollar, three dollar, dollar. You know, I, you know, that's how I roll. Tambo, a little bit different, okay? But that's how I use your role. 
And so I was like, fuck it. I just won this random ass money that I should not have fucking won because parlaying six shooters are probably the stupidest thing you could fucking do. Uh, and somehow hit uh, with Munoz and Hideki uh, in the third round. I was like, you know, I'm playing with house money. I was like, let me go ahead and make one of these single entry, $100 single entry. I think it was 50K to first or something like that. 10K to first. I was like, let's try this out. Uh, I finished last. <laughs> uh, uh, the big thing was, you know, I was big on Lowry, okay, because Lowry, his iron game was really good, like one of the top strokes gain approach for the week uh, until you know I rostered him on Sunday. Um, but you know, as I was, you know, I was in. I, I love his iron game. I think that Sunday is going to keep people off of him. Uh, I like Shane Lowry, my favorite play in this range in GPPs. I'll, I'll go with uh, Mexico. Uh, Abe answer here, who got to be a little bit down because USA whooped that ass last night in the Gold Cup. That was an exciting fucking game. You know, I'm not the biggest soccer guy. That was fucking fun to watch, especially since the USA beat them with their like C squad. Uh, so, so, so uh, I don't know if that's going to play into golf. It won't play into golf, but I like to just bring random shit up on the pod, which, you know, if you guys listen enough, is what I do. But I like Abe uh, down there and Corey Connors. I'm going back to Connors. Hell of a weekend. What, 63, 65, 64, 65, something like that on the weekend? Give me some Corey Connors at 81. Yeah, the Sunday 65 from my, my Canadian brethren was very nice to see, but obviously not enough. Didn't like their fits at all. I didn't like their kits that they were wearing, but that's okay. It kind of looked bad, but some of the other ones were off as well. Leishman looked like he was in a beach suit over there coming from his side. And same with, uh, I think EPAC called him the Tiger King, Cam Smith. So he's in this range. We could talk about him, but yeah, that, those guys did not have the best kits either. But just talking about this range, I think at the top, so Matt Fitzpatrick, Pops in all the stats categories, sixth and fourth here the last two years. Really good on Bermuda grass. I think he makes a lot of sense. But Reed, I want to go back to this for a second because it was just a couple weeks ago and we were high on this guy talking about the Ryder Cup motivation. This guy, I saw today, Feinberg posted out all the places he's played and now he's coming all the way to Memphis here to get another round in or another set of tournament, but it's a WGC. It's what he does. He's a big event crusher, WGC crusher. Still has that, that Ryder motivation. Didn't just go away. Here's a travel though. Open, he was in the Americas. He was in America, then went to the Open Championship, then went to the 3M, then went to Tokyo, and now is coming back to Memphis. Oh, man. That's, that's, I, I, you know, if he was like Mito, a 23 year old, I, I would and maybe in shape, you know, I, I would probably give him a little bit of a chance. But I mean, the man's fat like me. That's why I love him. And, and he's, going, he's traveling all this. I, don't tell me wrong. He could probably yeah. do it, but I, I'm not going to roster him this week. I hopefully he takes a break and win him, comes back in the playoffs and does his thing to make that Ryder Cup team. Yeah, so he's he's not my favorite play, but he also did throw up a Sunday 65 himself. And then on top of that, my point is more just that like what's so often forgot in DFS, especially PGA DFS, is like the same narrative that everyone just had two weeks ago still exists. The guy still has to get in on the Ryder Cup team. It doesn't mean he's going to, but what you just said is the sentiment that most will have of why he may not be played this week in this range. But when you think about what he's capable of and what he does in these big events, these WGCs and these tougher fields is he goes out, he gets the job done, he scores and he ends up. So, you know, being in the, in the mix. So I think he makes some sense. I like your Lowry call a uh, web has a pretty solid history. Just the last two years in general, second to Brooks in 19 and then T12 last year. He's obviously solid on Bermuda. We've seen that in the past and then answer and Neiman kind of the same guys, but I will bring up Neiman because if you look at the Olympics and if you bring up some of the stats, he was literally top 15 or better in all the categories that apply. He finished T10. He had a 66, 65 weekend. So he went 70, 69, 66, 65 slowly, but surely got better, got himself a T10 over there. So I think that's kind of interesting to bring across. And this is a course too. You still don't want to make mistakes. We know that you don't want to have these double bogeys and blow-ups, and that gives you the, the chance to be in the mix. He did just have the, the bogey free 72 holes before losing in the playoff just a few weeks back at the rocket mortgage. So I do think he's interested, interesting. Uh, Mito beat him, by the way. That was kind of surprising. I was happy about it for my bet. But the other Chilean, his friend there, like you said, a 23-year-old you know, picked over there at 100-1, to 1, ended up getting T4 to Neiman's T10. And I like your Connors call just on the fact that, too, uh, he's actually top 10 in scrambling over the last 50. Not something you'd expect to say with Corey Connors, but that helps when, it come, when you're a shitty putter. If you can scramble a little bit better, be a little bit better around the greens as well, Give yourself some shorter looks, tap him in, and move on to the next hole where he's likely to make a hole in one because he's seemingly 
always does. So I'll play some Corey Connors at the bottom as well. All right, so let's go to before we get to the seven K range. For the, for the for the people watching, I need your help here. You know, I we're we're heading into football season, uh, I, and so I know our our, our people aren't going to be watching as much. So I'll bullshit a little bit more. So I, I got a question for you guys. Yeah, Tambo, I got a question for you. So so I got this text, okay, from this chick. Uh, this just happened while we were while we were filming, um, and so. Um, this random girl i've never she she asked if this was greg uh it's it's mandy we spoke on pof i don't know what pof is last time i came to hang with my cousin but we never met for coffee i'm back in town right now if you still want to meet up and so i went ahead and i was like this is not greg wrong number you know hope you find greg's number uh, and hopefully it takes you to a better place than fucking um uh, a coffee shop right and then she's like, and then she's like, oh wow, that's sort of cringy. Uh, you seem like a nice guy. And she sends me a pic, her name and her picture. Here's her picture, right here. Hold on, let me put, let me put, let me put. Can you see that? We're, we're, hold on, we can't see that, right? No, no. Okay, okay. She's hot. She, she, she's pretty fucking hot, right? Text it to this, me. Text it to me. All right, I'm gonna text. I'm gonna text it to him. This has got to be a scam, right? It's got to be a scam. Got to be a scam, right? Thousand like, percent. I, I I mean because I mean I, I'm I'm really contemplating. It's got to be it's got to be a, a, the um, yeah, the producer just just hit me up. He says it's catfish. It's got to be catfish. But I mean, god damn it, she's hot uh, and she's super young. And I, I'm gonna text it to Tambo right now, and we'll see what he says. Um, I'm guessing I, it will improve the odds of it being a catfish. But yes, we'll, we'll yeah yeah. yeah. Uh, let me send it to the producer too here, uh, Matt over here. So let me go ahead and send that. Have, has, have any of you guys out there gotten something like this? Hit me up. Hit me up on Twitter, okay? Have you gotten somewhere like a chick hit you up and say, you know, with a wrong number tweet, uh, you know, and then go about it and be like, well, you seem like a cool guy and then send you some sexy ass picture? It's got to so be bad. fake, right? It's got to be fake, right? And she used it's a shitty name like Greg. Like obviously, if she, I, I, I know, I know, I know. A better know. name, but just throwing Greg out there to. But know I mean, like, you're... but I mean, like, if there's like a ten percent chance it's legit, you know, I feel like I gotta try. You know what I'm saying? Because, you, that's see, what you should do. You should definitely yeah, follow yeah. through and then let us know how it goes. Forget right, us right. updating you because it all definitely right. has happened to people. Right. Let's you follow up and tell us what happened. Gonna, we'll we'll check back next week. I'm gonna go ahead and start doing my shit and maybe send her a fake picture of me, and we'll see what the fuck happens. Uh, but if you guys out there on the Twitter sphere, this has happened to you. Uh, let me know how fake that shit was because this one, she she looking high. She looking high. Anyways, let's get to this. Where are we at? Seven K range right now. Um, yes, Tambo, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I thought you were gonna go ahead first and talk about Willie Z, your boy. I don't know Willie Z. You know the <laughs> blonde hair for Willie Z sort of looks like this chick, so maybe I shouldn't go with her. I don't know a little bit. I don't no. know if you see. No, I don't know. No, uh, no. no. <laughs> okay, good, good, good. I see right, her. So, She's, I'll go, right? I'll go, I'll go. Yeah, no, right. I, I'm distracted as fuck right now. So go ahead, Tamla. Go ahead. Go Willie Z at the top. All I was going to say is the guy is still top 10 in approach. I think he's gone a little bit forgotten. He is 7,900. I think it's a fair price. I know he has right, hold on, hold on. Matt, you got, you go, you went ahead and got, you got the picture. You should just post that shit. I mean, you do your producer type shit, post that shit on there. And, and then you all let me know what the fuck you think. All right. All right. Go ahead. Go ahead, Tamla. Go ahead, Tamla. If not, just tweet it out after. But yeah. Um, Kokrak. I, this is a guy I really like. So we'll talk about someone I actually like here. I did want to bring up the Zal Torres point because I think he's interesting for large field stuff. But if you look at Kokrak's all around game, he's going to pop approach opportunities gain putter has been dialed pretty much everything lines up and that's going to lead to the, that's what leads to the birdies and the DK scoring. And that's where he pops. So uh, I like Kokrak quite a bit. I think it's a guy that makes a lot of sense with the wins he's got lately and things like that. Uh, but this next range, Kenny is where it gets tough because all these guys should be popular. So we've got English, we've got Hatton, and we've got Harmon. Basically, all of them make sense for similar reasons. Uh, you know, you got Harris English, two wins already this season. Uh, he's a guy that crushes dreams. I know there was some talks about guys missing putts for bronze medals. Uh, this guy buried Kramer Hickok's hopes right in the dust, eight playoffs holes in. Regardless, he'll get another shot. He said, who gives a fuck? Let's go. Not the same, but still funny to say, just think that anybody's ever going just to give something away like that, regardless. But anyway, uh, Harmon. I wonder, because I've heard a lot of talk about Hatton, so I know he'll be heavily owned. Uh, he's kind of like Fitzpatrick for $1,400 less, but he actually wins on, on certain events and certain, you know, he's won in the past. So I think that kind of 
makes sense there. Bigger events, but then Harmon's kind of squeezed in between. So I think he could get passed up a little bit for English and Hatton. Actually has really solid recent form. Eight of his last 10 for Harmon are top 19 or better. And it includes events. Let me get my list here. The Open, the U.S. Open, the Masters, the Players, third, 12th, 19th at both those Opens. Like he's crushing it in strong fields at tough events in full fields. Now we're getting down to a WGC where I definitely think he could score enough. So I think Harmon makes sense in here. And then the other guy I got a little love for is at the bottom. You know, I always talk about him here, but the Ho Train, Billy Ho. Uh, unlikely to pop in any models for you, but uh, you you brought up some stuff earlier. You know, you got the girl over there. But in the end, Billy is time this time of year, Kenny. We're waiting on Billy to pop. This is his time of year. He's solid on Bermuda, 25th and 9th here the last two years. And I don't think anyone plays Billy at 7,100. I think he makes a lot of sense. We know he can go low. He can avoid the mistakes and do enough to be in the winning lineup. So I think well, you look, you, you look at Billy Ho, the last seven times he's played here, 10th, 6th, 8th, 4th, 51st, 9th, 25th, 7,100? People will play him, but I shouldn't say that. But what I'm saying is when you've got English, Harmon, Hatton, Coker, all the guys above, it's t- it's tough. And then, like I said, we'll get to the 6K range here. There are going to be playable guys this week. It's not the same as your normal 6K range. So I shouldn't say it won't be played. I just think I, I don't think it'll be as popular as all the guys in the mid-tier 7K range. And oftentimes, just a little shakeup like that, where going away from that mid-tier range that's popular down to the low or the high 7K and getting around it, that's where you can find yourself different in these GPPs. What are your thoughts on the rest of this range? English is my favorite. I like English. Uh, like, you know, I mean, a couple of wins this year, good form. The guy's just playing, been playing good golf. He's a former winner uh, at this course. So give me English. Uh, I like him a lot in cash. Give me some Willie Z at 7K in the 7K range. 7K range, Willie Z, I will take that risk. Yeah. Go ahead and do his thing. Let's see how he is health-wise. Because if you remember last time we saw him, you know, the grass – at the open championship literally broke his skinny ass in half. Uh, so, so we'll have to double check on that shit. Maybe he can gain a little bit of the mass and he needs to get it with Bryson when it comes. Oh, speaking of Bryson, if you haven't listened to the, um, the, the pod with Colt Nost and sleaze um, golf, subpar, subpar golf. I don't know what the fuck it's called, uh, but they interviewed Tim. They interviewed Bryson's caddy. And that shit was some of the wildest shit I have ever fucking heard in my life. What was the shit that they were talking about? Air density. I don't know what the fuck air density is. And Colt was like, I never heard of that shit in my life. And they are taking that into account on every, uh, go listen to that pod. It's amazing. Uh, What it does show to me is people love Bryson that aren't like on Twitter uh, because the fans love him. Uh, His caddy still loves him. Uh, supposedly he's a good guy. He just needs to stay the fuck off social media because it makes him look like a douche. Uh, you know what I'm saying? I, that, that's what it comes down to. Because from what I've read about him, uh, how his interactions are with fans, uh, with, with other people on tour, the dude is a class guy. Uh, but he just isn't a fucking idiot when it comes to social media. So that's why people hate him. Uh, but it, go check that pot out because it was unbelievable. Uh, other guys I like in the stream, Sergio. The guy... There's going to be one day where Sergio makes a putt. One day. The guy has been a ball-striking god. He, The only person, you know, Gellerman might be the only person that, that's been better than him <laughs> off the tee. 201 uh, at, at the Barracuda. Is the Barracuda? Is that the all? Yep, Barracuda. 201, Michael Gellerman. Go ahead and put that shit down right there. Uh, we're doing a little bit of a, the cross uh, cross shit right there, even though we don't usually talk about the second tier event. Gellerman 200 to one. I like that. Um, but I, 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 Sergio's got to be able to make a fucking putt at some point in his career, other than the Masters. Uh, it, it has to be able to happen. So I like Sergio. Hadn't, I'm not sure, man. 7,400 seems really cheap, but the guy's been playing like straight dog shit. Do you roster somebody? And the thing is, it's not like he's like a DJ or a JT or a Rory or even a Spieth. You know, he had like a year and a half of really good golf. Mm-hmm. Uh, do, you, do you go back to him? You said oh. yes. Or do you go no, back no, to him? No, no, no. I was going to say, is that Molinari then? Uh, you know, just a nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And then Something like Molinari, away. yeah. That's what the I had... feeling I'm getting with him. 
Yeah. What what I had in my notes, because I was going to, you, you brought up Sergio, which I love. And I said, first off for Hatton, I said, I feel like he's going to be heavily owned. And there's a lot of guys around him that you can utilize. I don't mind like betting Hatton at 50 to one because he can win a tournament. He has shown it. He's won big tournaments in Europe and on the PGA tour. So I'm not saying, but if all I was trying to say was against Fitzpatrick, who's so much more expensive and has two good results here the last time. I'd rather Hatton Fitzpatrick. That's true. But Hatton I mean, actually like, wins. But yeah, what I was going to say, I, I said, I love the Sergio pivot. He was absolutely dialed in at the 3M Open. He's almost a reverse of Hatton, where I know guys are interested at 75 to one in betting Sergio. I am not, but I actually like playing him in a four-day scoring event, where not, not a birdie fest, but somewhere where he can score enough DraftKings points at 70 DraftKings points at 7300 to make your lineup make sense. So I do like Sergio there, and I, it, it obviously looks like most people are going to play Hatton, Harmon, English. Like that's the range that people want to go to, and I, I like Sergio at just 7300. I think it's fair. All right, let's go 7K. Let's go 6K. Sam Burns. Okay. I, I I can't go I can't go off of him. You know, top 10 and Brady's a better gain in the last 50 rounds. 6,900. It seems like it's worth it. Oh, and my final cash game, Cornerstone. I got to go down deep. Uh, I'm just going to go ahead and play the, 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 the stupid narrative where it comes to K.H. Lee and, and TPC courses. It's a dumb narrative, but I don't give a fuck because I need someone to play real cheap. And he makes sense at $6,400. Uh, so my my cash game cornerstones uh, for this week are going to be Spieth at 10-4, Cantley at 9-3, Berger at 9-2, K.H. Lee at 6-4. That still leaves you almost $15,000. So plenty of room to make the rest of your lineup. Uh, so I'm going to go down below with KH Lee. I got to pick a Korean, uh, I guess. And the thing about him is he's, he's pretty good uh, from 150 to 175. Um, a TPC type guy, even though this is not your typical TPC course where it's super easy. Uh, but I'm still going to go ahead and roster him because, I mean, the only other guy that cheap that I could see playing maybe is Aaron Rye. Uh, down there, and there's maybe, literally another Korean right there at the exact same price. They yeah, have no interest in, no interest in Siwoo right now. But I will go not in cash, dog. That motherfucker will just quit. No, no, like, true. I understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That motherfucker will just be like, yo, I'm playing like ass. I'm just gonna step out of this and bounce, or you can win the fucking tournament. He can go uh, the opposite though. Exactly. That, that, yeah, that's too risky for me when it comes to <laughs> cash. Now Minwoo Lee, that's another Korean that I thought of. Uh, coming off a win, his fucking sister won the week afterwards. The family is hype right now. Uh, and they're good. Have, they're very yeah, good. And they're very, very good golfers. So I like Minwoo Lee in GPPs. I like Aaron Rye in GPPs when we're going down here. And it's possible that I change that KH Lee pick uh, by Wednesday in my write-up on Gump's Corner. So just double-check on that. Uh, we'll have to see. But other guys I do like, I like Sam Burns. Um, uh, and, and uh, that's probably where I'm going to go. Maybe a little bit of uh, Ortiz. Uh, he really shit the bet on Sunday, but goddamn it, he played really well for the first three days. Now his thing is a lot of putting, uh, but you know he, he's a fairly decent putter uh, out there. Uh, what about Kisner? You got any interest in Kisner? No, no. I've got. I do have interest in a lot of guys down here though. So the, you know, a couple you brought up. First one is Ortiz. He's the guy that I was linking to earlier when I talked about it. So. Guy literally got worse by the day, finishes T42 and still puts up 80 DK points at like 5% ownership. Vegas was 25% owned right around him there, got better and put up T16 and only had 81 DK points. So uh, if you look back at Ortiz, he's only really played two WGCs. They both were WGC Mexico. And I know that's, you know, his background, everything, but 15th and 16th at those two. And if he does anything like that here and scores, at 6,700, he's going to be a staple and something that's required. So I think he makes sense. Uh, you mentioned Burns. I think he'll be popular, and I get why. You mentioned all those birdies. But you give me four rounds of Cam Davis scoring at 6,900 bucks for the damn same price, I'm going to be playing him. Uh, definitely like rolling him out at 6,900 as well. A uh, couple others. You, we talked about before. I'm surprised you didn't bring him up. But this might be the last one of this bit forever, Kenny. But what does the M in Mickelson stand for? And it's majors and it's money. And the two places he shows up, especially money, when he'll go to great lengths just to make a million bucks on some insider trading and whatnot. But uh, and then he gives it back. He's a, a charitable guy. But you know that uh, WGC events are his thing. He pops at those, always crushing. Even recent years, a, a T two here 
just last year when JT won it. He won the WGC Mexico. He won a major just recently. The M is super prevalent. And at 6,600, guess what? He's going to make bogeys. It's going to happen. But he's also going to make birdies, and that's what matters. And at that price, makes a lot of sense. And then you stole my dad joke on KH Lee. I was going to say, what rhymes with Lee? T, P, and C. And we're back at it again. I do like that. You, you mentioned it already. But I actually don't mind the Siwoo Kim play, only because – he is boomer bust. We talked about that with other guys like Scheffler. We talked about it with guys. We didn't mention Homa. He's a similar type guy. These guys are just boomer bust, but I am going to mix them in throughout my rosters because uh, what if Siwoo just says, fuck it. I know I'm due for military service now. Not likely, you know, he's pretty Let me, let me stack it. them chips. Let me stack them fucking chips before just I go. Stack up. And, go and it's to the, the military and we then know come he can back and fucking suck a golf like every other Korean has done at the military service. This shit sucks. Now, Philly Mick. Heavy. Last last uh, eight appearances at this course: second, eleventh, third, second, ninth, twelfth, fifty seventh, second. Probably worth it. Probably good. Probably, yeah. probably worth it. Now, now the way I this I I, I, I my casket coins could change them. Right now, it's not because uh, the two guys that aren't my casket cornerstones are pretty much locked. Uh, so so we'll have to we'll have to see how that goes. Uh, when it comes down to it. maybe it's not, maybe I have some space. We'll see. Uh, but I like Philly Nick as well. All right. Bets. Uh, bets this week. I got Kapka 12 to 1. Spieth 16.5 to 1. Horschel 110 to 1. All on DraftKings Sportsbook. Who do you got? Yeah, the speed thing is going to be Tringali part two, which is good for DFS. You're right. He's going to score no, a bunch. No, and then it's going to fucking happen, dude. Speed is going to backfire, but he's going to do enough. Speed so is way. Speed is winning. Don't even okay. make your bets. Don't even make the bets. Before I make my bets, let's, just go. Text you back. let's end the show right now. No, no, we can't end the show just yet. I got more news. Did okay. you uh, get a text back from the girl yet? That's the question. I am not. Hold on. What, what should I say? Oh, you didn't even like, text her back? Let me go to no, my bets, Kenny. Are you going to your bets? Before I do my bets, remind everyone, DraftKings Sportsbook, sign up, use the promo code FTV. Okay, finish this. This is important. Go ahead. I'm sorry. All good. I got it in. Oh, you got it. She she just asked me if I'm a psycho killer, and I was like, I thought the same with you, bitch. Are you psycho killer? I don't know. Oh, God, this I don't is know. So are you like are you like a four hundred pound man? Is is what I'm worried about personally. But we'll see how it goes. Um, all right, go ahead. <laughs> you need some pictures with proof, not just some random. Pictures, but yeah, but the um, picture is nice though. Matt, you put the picture up. She needs to she needs to hold a picture up, holding up like whatever fingers you say to make sure it's legitimately her. Yeah, I know, right? All right, all right, all right. No, for real. That's a good idea. Hold on. Let me, all let right, me, bets, let me bets, bets. I got I got Dustin Johnson, 18 to 1. We talked about him already. Berger, 25 to 1. Hatton, 50 to 1 with the top five each way. Horschel, 80 to 1 with the top five each way. And then I didn't bet this yet because I don't have the number, but I am going to bet KH Lee top 20. I, I do like that. And then you mentioned Barracuda. I got Woodland at 33 to 1. Pretty solid outing at the 3M Open. Uh, I bet him at the Barracuda. Woodland is playing the fucking Barracuda? Correct. And 33. It's already Holy dropped since, but shit. got that first thing this morning. So uh, I, I do like that. Give me the Gellerman 200 to 1. On, I just on bet that. Well, you told me about it because I, I do kind of like that. And he's been... Doing his thing a little bit here and there, so I don't hate He's that. He's been completely. the best, like the best iron player on tour in the last sixteen yeah. rounds. I, I bet <laughs> like, it live when we were chatting here, so we're yeah. good. We got that covered. All right, one and done. I got no clue what I got left. Kawa, Speed, Kepka, one of those dudes. You don't got none of those guys left. I'm gonna double check right now. Okay, I was gonna say I I have literally nobody left. I'm down to like Harris English. So I was gonna yeah, say if you if you're out of studs, one. if you're out of studs, Webb. Berger, Scheffler, like this would be the spot to play those guys, I think. Okay. Uh, hold on. Let me look at who I got. Oh, I got Cantley left. He could be one. I like that. Uh, I got Reed, Scheffler, Answer, uh, no Kawa. No, no Spieth. No Kepka. No Kepka. Usti. Okay. Uh, that'd, be a, Usti. that'd be a good spot to do it, yeah. I might, I might, I might throw a little bit of Usti. Usti or Cantley. Oh, I saw Berger, too. Uh, so, so it's gonna, it's probably gonna be burger. It's probably, gonna, like it's probably, burger. Gonna, probably gonna be the boog uh, when it comes down to it. All right, anything else this week? I'll let you say where you're at, and then I'll bring up my stuff. All right, you can find me on Twitter at Kendo VT. I basically live tweet every final round, so you know, mute me if you don't want to hear it, or follow me. Uh, if it comes down to you can also see me uh, on gupscorner.com. My article uh, will be out later tomorrow. I'll have a 
refreshed article with my favorite GPP plays, my final cash game cornerstones, my final betting card on Wednesday. Use promo code DGEN25. Save yourself 25% uh, on a membership to Gup's Corner. You also get a seven-day risk-free trial to test it out. If you don't fuck with it, just fucking bounce. If you do, keep going and use my code. For sure. And you can find me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Remember last week, Kenny, I brought it up. The Bryson, the autographed Bryson. So I don't, I don't remember, but it's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. going to be good. We're giving this away. It's going to be a giveaway here. Uh, everyone's been waiting on the news. I announced it on Twitter today. So oh, follow yeah. me on Twitter at Totag and Tambo. Join the Run Pure Sports team. Big, big set of, uh, you know, guys over there, guys and girls. Big Lots T. Of big big T over there. Didn't want to name them all because there's so many great guys. Hoop, AP, JSU, Mangone, Draft Cheat. There's everybody, right? There's a lot of great people over there going to be doing some work with the guys and, and just doing a lot of content. So basically full-time for PGA, full-time for NFL. Uh, introductory offer. You guys want to go sign up? Check it out. They got us a code, DGEN50. Get 50% Shoot. off your monthly membership. Give it a shot. Be able to see what we got. All the sports, one price. Not going to want to miss out on it. It's DEGEN50. Get yourself 50% off the first month. Tomorrow or Wednesday, I haven't decided yet, but I will put out the tweet. It will be a, a follow and retweet, but it'll be myself. It'll be the at Run Pure Sports Twitter account, and you'll be in the draw to win the autographed Bryson photo. It's a Beckett authorized collectible. Like, it's it's all good to go. It's going to be a nice little prize giveaway. Uh, happy to give that out to somebody. I'll get it shipped out pretty quickly. I mentioned I'm in the middle of a move, so it's not a big deal to just pack that up and get one less thing on my plate to have to move across the country, but... Other than that, man, it's going to be a good week. I'm going to have some content over there. I can't do any video content right now, but there will be an article each week, and then I'll be in the Discord as well, so you guys can find me. We don't me get to see your wide-ass pale face? Only you here, man. Only here. You can't see that shit? Okay, Only all here. right. All right, that's good. I like that. I like that. <laughs> you can see wide-ass Tambo Pitbull-looking motherfucker that needs a fucking tan. All right, so... I forget what the name of the tournament is called. WGC, St. Jude, should be fun. Let's see if I'm getting catfished. Help me out, D-Gen Nation. Let's win some motherfucking money. I've been getting dirty money, Jordan Belfer. Stacking penny stocks while I'm flipping these birds. Sipping on Ciroc, trip them up with the words. 